This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, I'm back. Well, at least part of, I'm almost back. This is Glenn the Geek from <laughs> Ocala, Florida. And this is Jamie Jennings, and I'm in a currently freezing rain, Norman, Oklahoma. That's fun. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 26th, episode 2547, brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, hi, everybody. It is so good to be back, at least if I'm going to try and be back for the whole episode. We'll talk more about that later. But Coach Jen is here just in case my voice doesn't hold out the whole show. Hi, hi, Coach Jen. Hi. Thank you for being my understudy today. You're welcome. Me me and Pickles are here to take up the slack. (laughs) And we're going to talk about that a little bit later, too, because that's a fun thing. But Jamie, tell us what is coming up on today's show. Well, first of all, I would like to point out that as the wife, I would not like to be called the understudy. <laughs> it's a theater like, term. It's a theater that's, term. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what it means. Uh, it means I'm second place. I didn't get the part, but like I was okay enough to like possibly be there if you were sick. So uh, first of all, I take offense to that. <laughs> Second of all, we are going to, oh my God, you guys, I had something happen last night that you are going to love. Let me tell you his name. His name is... Uh, Abdu Mumino and Abdu and I had a very long, extensive conversation about purchasing a horse from him. And, uh, it's fantastic. So stick around for that. Also, we're going to talk to Pat Rea, who is my favorite Italian. She's going to tell us what we eat and what Glenn can't eat. And then we have, uh, Deanne from horse nations coming on. And then in the post show, we're going to do equestrian first world problems because Glenn made me choose between Abdu or equestrian first world problems to do on the main show. And I chose Abdu because you need I feel like I'm educating. I took one for the team to educate the rest of us from uh, you know, buying horses online sight unseen. So at any rate, here you go. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to India to buy horses now. I didn't that's a new I'm thing. pretty sure Chad, where is the name from? Niger. I think he thinks oh. that he he's somewhere in the Middle East. Okay. It's a very Middle Eastern name. <laughs> Not African Niger, he says. Oh, Niger. There you go. Well, you so always we wanted to go to, to Africa, so I know we're going to go global with our our horse shopping. So <laughs> that's coming up as well. But first, we have daily daily winnies. Well, this happy birthday is for all the birthdays that I missed over the last couple of weeks. Happy birthday to all of you, including Jamie Jennings. Happy birthday, buddy. 
Uh, I did send you a message that day, didn't I? I'm, not, I'm on heavy-duty pain pills, so I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume you did not. I, I did, I think. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Sackett is also an auditor with a – she's a new auditor, if I – if I remember right. So I am on heavy-duty pain pills. So please give the uh, disclaimer for the next group of names I have to read. Okay. Well, first of all, let me go back and just say that I there's at least one auditor listener that has the same birthday as me. Happy birthday to you and all the people that got shafted this past week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of Glenn. That's right. Um, the current list of new auditors, if you are relatively new, just know that Glenn mispronouncing your name is a badge of honor because he will, he will pronounce Smith Smythe. I don't know why it's just a thing he does. Go ahead, please butcher the names of our new auditors. And thank you for joining us. Well, what kind of surgery did I just have? And there's an irony in the name first name here. I had colon resection surgery, which means they chopped out a part of my colon. And the first auditor is Tavish Colonelli spelled C O L O N. She's from Niger. <laughs> Shannon Kwashi, Haley Wright, Tony Wilson, Allison Smith, Megan Hennessy, Lori Bynes, and Michelle Fuentes. Oh my God. Did I get so close? painful. No. <laughs> also, Fuentes? Fuentes. <laughs> um, increasing their pledges were Laura Berry and Maya Grassi. So uh, thank you to all, all of you for becoming new auditors and also increasing your pledges. And also want to thank Debbie and Wendy, Jemmy's team, and also Coach Jen for filling in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to do my best, I'll probably be in and out a little bit, we'll talk about that. But uh, thank you. I heard you and Wendy had a great show on Friday. There were a lot of oh comments. Oh my God, about- put it in the best ever. It was so fun. <laughs> and you would be so mad because we literally did nothing we were supposed to do. Well, there you go. Perfect. That's what you do when I'm gone. I count on it. <clears throat> Okay, I need to, number one, congratulate Anna Biffles. She is an auditor who adopted a horse from me over the weekend. Number two, I need to apologize because I didn't know you were an auditor. You didn't tell me. Her name and her email is completely different. It's her old ass name. So I'm a little irritated that Anna, I probably told you the same story. I'm like, this is my horse, Zeus, as Zeus escaped while she was there. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I'm oh, like that's that, yeah, he's banging on the stalls, like trying to get out. Anyway, uh, Anna, you did not tell me that you were an auditor. I'm so irritated because I, she left and I was like, holy crap, that's like the coolest horse chick I've ever met. And I'm not BSing. Like she got on and she rode and she did a, she was like a really, really lovely rider. And at the same point that she's there, I had another horse in training start colicking. So I didn't even have a ton of time to spend with her. I was like trying to figure out, like trying to get a hold of the owner of the horse in training. I'm trained to the horse, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like dealing with all this while she's trying out, bless his heart, Jim. Do you remember Jim? He's been in. He's from Horse and Hound. And Anna, a few months ago, had messaged me like, hey, I'm looking for a potential lesson horse. If you come across something that has that kind of brain, I'm happy to put six to nine months training on him and then put him into my lesson program. I was like, and then so I had her email. But then when I got Jim, I was like, wait a second. There's somebody that emailed me that would be perfect for this horse. And I finally searched and found her email, sent her a message. And she just posted on the auditor's page. I adopted my first COVID pony. I asked Jamie a few weeks ago about a potential lesson pony, and she showed me Jim, a 15 one-hand five-year-old gelding from Horse and Hound. So last week, Tuesday, we decided to hook up the trailer and drive 860 miles 
one way to meet this handsome boy on Friday. So she got here on Friday. Um, we fell in love and loaded up the next morning. He's fantastic, sweet, kind, and smart. I hope to spend the next six to nine months training him a bit more, and then he'll join our lessons. She goes on to say, I am a Harry Potter nerd. So his name is now James Potter. We'll call him Potter. <laughs> He's adjusting to the Minnesota weather well and will join the herd today. The kids are already in love, as am I. Now, uh, Anna, yes, she drove 860 miles one way, saw the horse. I, I was like, hey, you're super cool. Like, you want to come to dinner with us? And she's like, no, I'm crazy tired. Y'all go have some fun. Uh, and so she and her working student went back to the hotel. And she showed up at 4 in the morning and oh, picked wow. him up. And took him home and drove home back to Minnesota on the same day. Anyway, my point of telling you this is, Anna, I didn't know you were an otter. I didn't even hardly know she was a listener. It was just an email that I gotten about somebody inquiring about a horse. So at any rate, I was like super impressed with her riding. I was super impressed with like, she was just super cool. And I'm sorry that I kept repeating things you probably already heard. <laughs> so I do you know. think she was looking around at the nightmare that was going on around you and going... Wow, she doesn't make this stuff up. It really uh, is. It's <laughs> really true. All of it's true. I would like to think that I was very professional. I don't usually show horses for horse and hound. It's and I definitely don't let people ride horses from horse and hound when they come to see them. But I was like, she just drove eight hundred sixty miles. Just sign a release. We'll be fine. So I bent all the rules anyway because she was so cool and like. <laughs> Now, it all makes sense now. You're part of the family, and I'm so sorry I didn't know that. You have to spit it in my face when you come out because I don't know. There's, I don't know. I didn't know. I'm sorry, and I didn't well, know. Well, congratulations, but Anna. And there were some other COVID ponies uh, that we'll, we'll catch up with, too, uh, in the auditor room, I noticed. Well, I've been keeping the auditors up to date on my health issues, and I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version. I can't say that to anybody under 30 anymore. They wouldn't even know yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, the short version of where we're at now. I know that the listeners who are not auditors, uh, I haven't been doing such a good job of keeping up to date, so we'll do that right now. Um, I had my surgery, uh, took out about a foot of my colon, spent five days in the hospital. That went well. Good news there is uh, the, the doctor thinks they got all the cancer, so I don't need chemo. Mm -hmm. Thank God. I'm um, happy for that. Uh, unfortunately, a couple days after I got home, when I'd I was eating soft foods like you're supposed to and everything. I started getting an upset stomach. Well, within two days, I could not eat without being doubled over in pain. And it was broken rib level pain. Um, so I ended up back in the hospital. They did CT scans and all of that. I uh, couldn't figure it out. Uh, so they sent me home. Um, and then I kept having the severe pain. Stopped eating for probably five days because I just couldn't. That eating wasn't worth the pain. So finally got back into my surgeon after losing 30 pounds in two weeks. Mm. Um, so a surgeon can't figure it out, sent me for another CT scan, doesn't know what's going on, is now sending me back to my gastro guy. Uh, I'm thinking ulcers. Surgeon wasn't so sure. Jennifer, the medical expert, is thinking ulcers. By the way, she came along in that last surgeon appointment and was asking these very detailed, high, you know, long word questions. And long the, word questions. the the surgeon <laughs> gave her the cross eye, Jamie. <laughs> like so, basically, here's what Jen needs to do. Okay, Jen, I need you to photograph Glenn. 
and yeah. go on to a like equine medical <laughs> Facebook page oh, that's awesome. and just ask like, Hey, my husband is losing a lot of weight. He's having trouble keeping the food down. What do we do? And see how many people say ulcers. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Probably everyone. I'm yeah. saying ulcers and that's an irony. That would be very I ironic. What you need to do is ingest some essential oils is kind of what I'm going for. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm actually on ulcer medicine, which doesn't seem to have helped. And one of the things when you have stomach issues is it affects your voice, as you can tell. So, are um, they putting gastroguard? Are they doing the ulcer? It's guard? like it's it's, it's gastro. He's got he's got the he's got the prescription one, which is Jen. The, how does he take yeah. it? Like when you put it in his mouth and you depress the tube, like what is he? Does <laughs> There's he freak a key does to he that. Paw? Does yeah. he strike? Yeah. He, the trick is you have to put honey on it. Put honey. Oh on the end of the tube. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Also, I want to thank the a bunch of the auditors got together <clears throat> very clandestinely, and I heard with much help from my co-host um, and put this gift package together. And Charlotte, I was so sick, and I couldn't even see Charlotte. She kept asking to come over. Charlotte's our para-rider friend who lives uh, in Ocala here, and she... And then I'll give I'll spill the beans. Jamie texted me and said, "You need to let Charlotte come over. I don't care how the, the hell you feel." <laughs> so pretty much was that that was. And when Jamie, by the way, Jamie never texts me about anything. So I got that text and said, "Okay, I'll let Charlotte come over." And a couple of days she came over and she had Jamie. I couldn't lift. Well, I'm very weak, but I couldn't. I wasn't even allowed to lift a box. It was so heavy. Uh, on a 10-pound weight limit, and this was about a 30-pound box. And thank you to all the auditors who really, I mean, oh, my God, the amount of stuff. And, Jamie, I think you know what was in the box. Uh, the amount of stuff in that box was just incredible and basically uh, covered everything we bought for uh, for the new doggy, which we'll talk about next. But uh, I was uh, in tears, needless to say, and it just shows what a community has been built around Horse Radio Network and around all of you guys and what community you have built. All of you have built this community. We're just here yapping every day. Um, but And I know a lot of people felt left out when they heard about it after, but they had to do it very very under the table. Um, and I'm going to say what I said in a little video I did for the auditors yesterday. If you're an auditor and you felt left out that you weren't able to contribute, I would say this. I would say just if you want to do something, go to Patreon, increase your pledge a couple dollars a month. That helps us as much as anything. It also helps the hosts. Um, and you don't have to do anything. I just appreciate I had hundreds of messages. So I felt the love, and I really, really, really do appreciate all the love I've gotten. Even Jamie was nice to me. So <laughs> I'll stop now. Yeah. Done. Now, on that note, um, I did want to mention that because of everything that's happened, and I still don't have my health things figured out, I go on Thursday again. Uh, and I, I, I've at least at this point, this is my system. You're going to love this, Jamie. So the surgeon was at a loss, and he said, "I'm going to give you the the super duper gastro guard for humans, uh, and see if that helps." But you got to start eating. So I'm going to give you narcotics, these very heavy duty pain pills. And basically, what I do is take one pain pill in the morning, and I eat as much as I can for six hours because the pain it doesn't hurt when I eat with the pain pill. I mean, does anybody else want to know what? The pain pills are called? I do. Uh, Jennifer, I don't remember. It's something morphone. So it had to be morphine of some kind. Oh, it's the best kind. Yeah. Go and ahead. So I eat for six hours to about three o'clock in the afternoon. And it's hard because your stomach shrinks when you lose 30 pounds. But I stuff it as much as I can. 
And then I don't eat till the next day, next morning at nine o'clock again. So that's been the system. And I've stopped losing weight. I was losing two pounds a day, and now at least I've stopped. So, and I feel a little more energy. But um, not eating, by the way, for 10 or 12 days at all, it sucks. And I, I can't drink either. I can't drink anything but water. So I don't recommend it as a weight loss system for the ladies that are thinking about it right now. Uh, it's not Why? Good. You look so hot. Yeah. <laughs> you, so, you know, it's so funny. I did that video for the otters yesterday. And it's the first time I'd really looked at myself in the video. And I went, oh, my God, I'm a skinny old man. So that's that that really hit me when I saw that. But it's better than a fat old man. Let's talk well, about some true. positives. God, it's not a fat old man, that's for sure. Um, so Radiothon is going to be canceled this year. Um, I I feel bad about that, but there's, I, it's only four weeks away. It's five, four or five weeks away, and I, I just don't have the energy. I can't do it. It's a ton. Jamie knows what kind of work it is. It's a ton of work. And there's just no way we can do it. So, you know, Jamie and I talked about it a little bit on text. We're just going to make... Horses in the morning, a little more holiday-ish, and we may still have people submit their voicemails and their songs, and we'll play them on Horses in the Morning during December, and we'll kind of make it just more holiday-ish. So we'll, we'll celebrate the holidays here on this show. Everybody's going to need it this year. 2020's not been a great year for anybody, so we'll just be a little more happy and upbeat and holiday-ish, not like we're not normally, but... Uh, we'll just do that on Hit 'em, and uh, we'll just see if we can bring Radiothon back next year. So I, I know there's a lot of people that are probably disappointed, but I hope you understand about that. Next thing. I was thinking 2020 has been fantastic for me. What are you talking about? Like, first of all, my kid's school gets canceled. I mean, that was like a whole thing. And then I, what I didn't tell you guys is that my dad came to visit oh, and yeah. like had a heart attack in the middle of the mall. And then I had to rush him to the emergency room. I had to chase the ambulance. And then we had to spend a week in the hospital. And then him and his wife spent a week on my couch. And uh, then my mom came for two weeks before that. And then I had my brother descend in upon us. And then I had basically like 10 people in my house uh, because my dad couldn't get off the couch and neither could his wife. And it was really, really fun. I'm so excited that I had we were such exchanging, a wonderful group of house guests. Jamie and I were exchanging texts, uh, pictures of me in the hospital while your dad was in. We were in the hospital at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Is he better? Is he feeling watch. okay? I don't know. Nobody tells me anything. So I was glad it happened here because finally I get to be a part of like information about my father's life. Well, let's talk Point about is, something. Let's do something better. You've yeah. got a puppy. Yeah, Jamie's been bugging us for a long time about getting a new doggy, and uh, I used the cancer card with Jennifer to weaken. Boss level. I am so proud. The student <laughs> has become the teacher. The manipulation that you used, I am like, I'm so proud. I told proud. Jamie what I said to Jennifer, who's here, so I can't, you know. She can verify this. I oh, said, talk about me when I'm not here. I'm okay with it, really. <laughs> I know. So I said to Jennifer, I said, you know, I have cancer, and I think uh, if I have to go through chemotherapy, I should at least have a dog to keep me company because, look, I'm this sick from a stupid operation, and chemotherapy about kill me. So, uh, and, and then she started looking at the Greyhound pages, and there aren't that many. I'm happy to report there are not that many for adoption of Lart anymore because the track's closed. Get a puppy. So um, we. We kept looking around, and then once Jennifer got looking, that was it. And then when we find out I didn't need chemo, I didn't even have to pull out a different card because uh, she was already on it. So, <laughs> so we contacted, did all the applications. God, it goes. You have to go tell tell them what length of the application. We also looked at adopting a standard poodle, which Jennifer's always wanted. How many pages was the standard poodle adoption application, Jennifer? The third set of papers to fill out was eight pages. 
eight pages. What on earth <laughs> could they be asking? They asked questions like, if you can't afford it, uh, you know, they just went into all, she was reading me the questions, I was lying on the couch, and I went, that's it, we're done. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I just, we're, if your we're, dog, if, if the dog you adopt doesn't like to go to dog, go, go to dog parks, what would you do? If the dog you adopt poops on the floor, what would you do? If the I'm dog you adopt doesn't like the water bowl, <laughs> it was just, it was I great. got too tired. I'm yeah, sorry. She quit, I'm and I said, let's get a greyhound, it's easier. So, um. If so, you lost your baby toe, what would happen to the dog? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. And that was the third set of papers. Wow. And, of course, we can't. We weren't going to spend three to $5,000 for a purebred standard poodle is what they're going for now. Yeah. So that wasn't happening. So anyway, we, found, we kept looking. We found a very cool adoption agency down in Tampa for greyhounds. They're very cool. I'm going to give a shout-out to Dudley, who's been checking on my health, and he's been so cool. Um, and then we saw this one, the black and white one, pop up, and Jennifer went down to pick it up last uh, – drove three hours to pick it up and brought it home. And her name coming from the track was AP – what? No, PS Algebra. PS Algebra. Was her, her track name. name? That's her racing name. She, but she never raced. She's two years old. She never did make it, make it to races. And but they called her Tickles, and on her, mm. on her muzzle, it says Tickles. Uh, you know, on her, her muzzle, you Collar. put over her face. Oh, you know, she has a yeah. Muzzle. Okay. So all greyhounds come with a muzzle. So it said Tickles. Well, when I told Jamie that her name was Tickles, what did you say, Miss Jamie? Do, do I need to say it? I mean, <laughs> I cannot sit there and listen to you creepily say the word tickles for Hurts like the, the entirety of the dog's <laughs> existence. Like, I'm sorry, that is creepy on a level. It's just creepy old man. So you can't call your dog tickles. That just sounds weird. And everybody agrees with me. Dr. Wendy was like, yes, you cannot let him call the dog tickles. And so I renamed her. Well, I made a suggestion that I would not not take um and because like you know dogs when they have names they kind of get to know their name so if you're going to change it it needs to be something similar so what did we decide her name would be you decided her name would be pickles let's <laughs> uh, that's not let's not add us into that equation jamie said you're going to call her pickles and actually it fits now that she has that name because she gets into everything she get, and she did not in a bad way she takes stuff and puts it in her house she loves papers so my whole folder of medical papers now have slobber marks on it because she brought it into her her crate uh so she, i can see this is a dog that's going to get into some pickles so it's a perfect name and her name is pickles she is a sweetheart jamie i mean she is just a sweetheart she makes our last greyhound look uh, look anxious, <laughs> um, but she just is the quietest dog, uh, friendly as could be. She's very tiny. She's probably about forty pounds right now. She's very skinny like me, so we're going to gain weight together. But she's been perfect. She hasn't had an accident in the house, and she's only two. She came off the track, spent a week at the uh, at the foster home, and then Jennifer picked her up. She she had her surgery the same day as mine, so she still has her stitches from getting fixed. Uh, she gets us out later in the week, but I'm very who's, happy. Who's her favorite person? Jennifer is her favorite person. Uh, I'm trying to change that, uh, but so far it has not worked. Uh, Jennifer picked her up, and that she glued to Jennifer, and now she's glued to Jennifer, pretty much. 
So, uh, but I'm, it's very nice Time to have to a dog. Time to get another one. <laughs> you pick it up. It's very- Pickles and I don't know, icicles. <laughs> <laughs> so she's cute as a Dickens. I'll put her picture in the show notes today. So you can. Pickles you and ice to- cream. Yes. Hey, oh, ice Ooh. cream. <laughs> So that's it. That's uh, That catches you up on where we're at. I'm going to try and do as, the shows this week as long as I can talk and have the energy. So that's where we're at. How about we do uh, talk a little bit about, how about you talk a little bit about Kevin Equine and we'll get to our first guest. Okay. Well, here's the least surprising statistic you'll hear all day. According to an annual Gallup poll, Americans are among the most stressed out people on the planet. Surprised? I'm not, but this may come as a surprise. Your horse gets stressed out too. It's true. Every horse experiences stress caused by things like exercise, environmental conditions like the weather or their everyday surroundings. Travel causes horses stress, just like humans, even simple diet changes. All of these variables contribute to the stress levels of your horse. This might also come as a surprise. You can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horse chromium every day. By lowering the levels of the stress hormone cortisol and optimizing energy use feeding chromium results in an improved body upkeep, health, performance, and overall well-being. But this part is important. Don't just feed any chromium. Feed your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium. Propionate on the market today, Chemtrace Chromium from Kemen. Ask for it by name and stress less. Learn more about Chemtrace Chromium at kemen.com slash chromium EQ. It's time for my favorite Italian in the entire world to come on the show and talk to us about what Italians really eat. Pat, Rhea, how are you? I am just fine. How are you? What a wonderful intro. (laughs) You are. I'll be flying on air for the rest of the day. Oh, don't you lie to me. It's okay. (laughs) Pat, (laughs) now, for those who don't know, Pat came on our show, gosh, two years ago, maybe, and was supposed to talk about an article she wrote. And so I started Googling her and it turns out she's not just, she doesn't just write articles about horses and things like that. She actually writes books about what Italians really eat. And since then has really broadened my cooking horizons because when you come on the show and tell me about something that you make, I usually just make it that night. Now, I think we're going to talk kind of like general holiday food today. Is that correct, Pat? Yeah, we are. Um, Because, you know, it's fall and people are apple picking and all that kind of stuff. And so you got to have something to do with all those apples, right? Besides make a pie. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then I've got got a a wonderful um, Thanksgiving alternative to that. That, that jellied cranberry stuff that ends up on the table. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds really nice. Now, uh, I do, before we get into that, I have something that I saw on your Facebook page, and I really felt che- like you cheated on me. Because like, I, oh, okay. you, you, you post all of these wonderful Italian uh, dishes, and I'm always hungry when I look at what Italians really eat on Facebook. And then I saw you were, like, eating giant lobsters what the hell yeah i know it was awful wasn't it well (laughs) you know i spent a lot of years in new england and every once in a while a girl has just got to have a lobster (laughs) Um, the the good news about this is that like if i'm either 
just enjoying a lobster with my husband, Barry, or if I've got a crowd of people, I trade everybody the tail for the claws. I just want the claws. That's all I want. Just give me those. And, you know, I crack them with my teeth and I suck the meat out. And it's really embarrassing for people who are around me. (laughs) But, yes, I'm sorry. You know, every once in a while... Every once in a while, I got to have a lobster, the real thing, you know. I, I do love that you post pictures of Barry eating food. Does he ever walk around? I mean, it is so Italian. But he is like literally walking around in a white tank top. Like, I mean, it's amazing. Like, he That's needs more true. gold changed. Like, is that what he yeah, wears? No, it's true. But, the, you know, one of the, thing, one of the things about, about uh, Barry is when I met him, I had a, a specific kind of criteria. And this is going to sound terrible, but it's true. You know, I had a list of questions that I, I asked him before I even went on the first date with him. And one of the thing, what, things was, could, could he cook? <laughs> Barry is a phenomenal chef. He actually was in the restaurant business with his family for many years. And, and he's got his own kitchen in the garage because you can't have two Italian people in the kitchen in the same kitchen. <laughs> oh, I love that. Bad things happen to people, you yeah. know, when they're in the same kitchen. So he's got a, um, a stove and he's got a long counter and he's got cabinets and he's got a sink. And I, he just goes out there and does his thing and I do my thing. Well, I... It's easy. That's how you've kept a happy, successful marriage all these years. Is that get him the hell out of your kitchen? Twenty years, you betcha. Take yourself out of my kitchen. Go. God give you your own kitchen. Go do it. Yeah. (laughs) So, what am I going to make for dinner tonight, Pat? Okay. So, so let's assume that y'all went apple picking over the weekend, and everybody has all these these apples, and you know the usual thing is to make a make a pie. But there is something that has been lurking in cookbooks for, like, ages, and it's something called Waldorf salad. And um, Barry, of course, cannot go without a salad, period. It's either got to be a lettuce salad or it's got to be some kind of salad. And I have a girlfriend that absolutely comes here frequently for dinner, and she wouldn't eat a salad if her life depended on it. So the Waldorf salad is the perfect alternative. So what you do, it's very simple, too. I mean, it's not complicated. You take the apples and you wash them, of course. And then I have one of those ifty-nifty things, you know, that you push the apple through and the core pops out and you have these, you know, like wedges. But you can do it by hand. Um, And you you get all the core out of there and all that stuff. So I chop the apples up, you know, I make wedges, and I chop the apples up into chunks and I throw them in a bowl. And to that you add celery chop up celery, not, you know, not real fine, but you don't want to, you know, like have a big chunk of celery in your salad. Um, and walnuts and raisins. And I sometimes put grapes. If I have grapes, you know, I'll slice the grapes in half and throw those in there because, you mm-hmm. know, fruit's fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and a Waldorf salad is generally made, and the Waldorf came from the Waldorf Hotel in New York, of course, a billion years ago in the 20s. And um, it's generally made with mayonnaise. And I think the mayonnaise is a little bit too heavy. So I use plain Greek yogurt. Much better. And a a pinch, and it's healthier too, it's better for you. Um, And a pinch of salt, because if you don't put a little salt in it, the yogurt is flat. You know, the mayonnaise has got salt and all kinds of other things in it, but the, the yogurt is kind of flat. So put a pinch of salt in it, mix it all together, 
and you have a Waldorf salad. I have to say that, uh, first of all, this is to talk about food for a guy who can't eat and hasn't eaten in weeks. It's killing me, Pat. But, <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm so but sorry. My mom was the queen of Waldorf salad. Now, she wasn't fancy with the whole yogurt. She did the mayonnaise. But I would like to try it with yogurt. I think it would actually be better. And she also used grapes, but she used red grapes. Um, yep, I use red grapes, yeah, too. As opposed to green. Yep. But uh, she never put yep. raisins in because all of us kids would pick them out. <laughs> so. I was just thinking. I was like, this sounds perfect except for the raisins. <laughs> we just, you know, well, the walnuts you know and the celery to, are you, necessities. You have to have those. If you don't want to use raisins, you can use um, craisins, which are dried cranberries, if they like those better. Mm, or you good. can use um, cherries. You know, I, have the, I buy the, the dried sour cherries. And I chop them up. I, I cut them in half because the, uh, one chunk is like way too much. So I make them, um, you know, so you just kind of spread them out. But yeah, you can use any any substitute for raisins or leave them out. Doesn't matter. You got the you got the um, um, the little grapeies in there anyway. What kind of apples do you use? And we, everybody has their own favorite apples. I did a post about apples uh, while I was out, and oh my god, the comments on apples were crazy, but hundreds. Uh, so, what about apples? What do you like for this? Well, down here in Florida, it is challenging. It is challenging to get an apple. It is true. Uh, it's not like when I lived in New England, of course. You know, we had Jonathan apples, and we had Northern Spy apples, and we had all these wonderful Granny Smith apples. You know, that would bite you back. <laughs> um, I try to find I try to find the firmest apples that I can find down here. Sometimes those are Gala apples. Sometimes those are Honeycrisp apples. Those are really good. You know, if I want to like put another mortgage on the house, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, down here, I don't, they're like Honeycrisp, Jamie, are down here about two dollars each. That's oh, <laughs> well, they are good. Yeah, they're they're like outrageous. But you know, um, it, it, because it's going into a salad. I don't stress too much over um, the same quality of the apple that I would if I was biting into it or if I was putting it in a pie, because it's going to be a salad and it's not going to last that long anyway. I like the yeah. yogurt idea. You know I, I mean? want to it's, try the yogurt. I think that'd be good. Try that. Oh yeah, it's really good. Really now, good. Now, as far as the walnuts go, can we substitute yeah. things like almonds, or is it like only walnut? Would I be like offending your relatives? Well, you know what? You wouldn't be offending me. You can put whatever you want in there. The thing about this this kind of cooking, the thing about Italian cooking, too, you know, first of all, we all come from different parts of, of, of Italy. Our, our ancestors did. So um, I have half the time when Barry and, and I married 20 years ago, he would try to speak to me in Italian, and I had no idea what the hell he was telling me. <laughs> because we spoke a, a different dialect from Tuscany. You know, I mean, we spoke a, a whole other language. So it's it's all about it's all about especially um, when you have a house full of kids or family it's all getting it down the hatch. So if you don't <laughs> like walnuts, use pecans. If you don't like pecans, use slivered almonds. What or chop the almonds up? I mean, whatever makes you happy, knock yourself out. Oh my God, I'm starving after hearing this. <laughs> Pat, what part of Florida are you in? I am in a place called Parish, Florida which is close to St. Pete and Tampa. And we're, you can spit at Sarasota from where I am. So if you were to make a, a triangle from Bradenton and Tampa and Sarasota, Parrish would be right in the middle. 
Okay, so I'm just looking for the closest airport because I'm coming to your house for dinner. <laughs> Tampa would be it. You okay. can fly Tampa. into Tampa. You'd be good, mm-hmm. yeah. You can I'll fly into Sarasota now. <laughs> Sarasota, Bradenton. Oh, that's right. All right. Yeah. I'm in. I'm on my way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, as usual, we love having you on. Tell everybody a little bit about your books and where they can find your poetry, all of the things that you do. Well, the poetry um, you can find on Facebook, PD Rea Poetry. I have a couple of poetry books um, that are uh, floating around out there. Um, what Italians Really Eat started out as, an, as, as a cookbook, What Italians Really Eat, you know, because we, Barry and I would argue over how you make things, you know, you, how you prepare this meal and that meal, and we did it in two different ways. So that's where that came from, and that's also on Facebook. And um, I have a greeting arts line of cards that are printed on bird's eye maple wood <clears throat> that are uh, gender neutral and occasion neutral and those are on sale in gift shops um, um, all over Florida and jewelers and places like that so uh, you can see those things on um, Facebook and I'm also going to put those the greeting arts they're called we're going to open up a, an SD shop with those real soon Fantastic. Well, that's where you can find Pat Rea and um, my favorite Italian. Um, love you bunches, and I can't wait to have you on again soon. Love you too, guys. Thanks, have a Pat. wonderful time. You feel better, Glenn. You got that? Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. All right, sweetie. Have a great day, you guys. Okay, well, that was mean of Jennifer for scheduling that one. Well, <laughs> well, when I scheduled Pat, I didn't know all this was going to come down, you know? <laughs> I forget. Yeah, you. I mean, she probably was booked way in advance. Yeah, she was. All, all, all that pre-surgery paperwork didn't indicate that any of this was going to happen. That's true. That's true. Well, uh, you had an experience before. I want to get to your experience you had with a person trying to sell a horse, apparently, which should be fun. Uh, but before we do that, I did want to make an announcement that at this point, we're probably not going back to live shows until further notice. Just uh, it's easier for us to do this if I have to be out. And right now, we're not sure whether I have to be out or not so um we're just going to continue doing it this way the shows will show up show up in your feed i took a look at the numbers this morning jamie and they haven't changed so uh it looks like people are still listening anyway so we appreciate uh, the live listeners being patient with us hopefully we'll get back to it once we get all this stuff figured out but in the meantime you posted something last night that was very intriguing well i you know i i was it was probably 10 o'clock at night <clears throat> laying in bed and there's a Facebook page called Oklahoma Sport Horse Exchange. And the, it said uh, that people post horses for sale. But they're really like, you know, nobody gives details anymore. Are they usually they don't like want... rodeo horses, barrel racers, stuff like that in Oklahoma or what? This is the Oklahoma Sport Horse Exchange. Oh, so okay. there tends to be more English type horses on it. And um, again, people don't really give a ton of information. So you kind of have to. PM them about it because you know, nobody wants to get their post pulled down. So the post says mare and gelding relocating and there's no space in between them and, and the mare and gelding period relocating dot 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 but there's no like it's all it? one thing. Yeah and the the picture is of a paint gelding like but like really thoroughbred looking paint with just a little bit of white on the belly and a bald face Really cute. And you can tell he's a gelding because you can see a sheath. And then there's um, the, I guess, what would be the mare, which is a really stinking cute bay-looking thoroughbred with a blaze and a couple white feet. Really cute. So I 
PM'd the person or DM'd wherever you are. Uh, and it says, hi, I just wrote, hi, can you please give me more info on the horses? Cause you know, we're always shopping age, height, location, price, training, etc." I get this back. Greetings. Are you interested in a mare or a gelding? And then he sends the picture and he sends a picture of the paint gelding. And underneath it, it says mare. And underneath <laughs> the mare, it says gelding. And I wrote, is, is, cause at this point I'm still like, what is the paint, the gelding thumbs up icon. Then I get another picture of the gelding, the paint. And I wrote age, height, location, price, training, etc. The horse is 15.1 hands, advanced beginner, rides English, Western, WTC, hunter jumper, dressage prospect, trail, versatile, loads, trailers, good for farrier, cross ties, bays, stands to groom, easy to catch, middle of the herd, gets along with others, Pro 30 days professional refresher, no vices, no bite, kick, bolt, rear, no crib, buck, etc. clean legs, good hooves, needs a confident advanced beginner, up to date on farrier, Coggins, vaccines, deworming, and microchipped, adoption applications, references, and contract required. Then there's an address in Oklahoma City. And the the but the then after that it says two thousand dollars. Dang! For as little good. as they said first, that was long. <clears throat> yeah, uh, determined that's probably copy paste, but we'll get to that. And I said, like, what caught my eye was adoption application. Where is he being adopted from? What kind of contract do you require? Can you come see him now? <laughs> and I, and again now it's like 10 30 right? at night PM at night <laughs> and then i didn't write anything back and he wrote precious is an excellent trail horse oh no was, precious precious is an excellent trail horse and has been trail riding around some of the busiest cities he is well broken and easy to ride he rides on a loose rein and one handled all day long Precious is the type you can leave off work and comes back without missing a beat. He would be perfect for this serious trail rider camping large organized ride like the salt grass and is as comfortable in the urban setting as he rides. He side passes, works a gate, walk, jog, and lopes quietly both ways, stops and backs up well. He crosses water well, is sure-footed, and will handle any type of terrain. Precious would also make a great Western dressage horse, could do the obstacle challenges, and would make an awesome 4-H show horse. Precious stands well for the vet and farrier. He is an easy keeper, is happy to keep stalled or turned out in the pasture. Precious is stunning, great build, and sweet personality. Hope you will give him the love, good, and the care he deserves. Oh, they copied that right out of an ad. So... <laughs> so then I wrote... Let me search and see if we've had that as a bad ad in the past. I'll look. Yeah, I've never heard that because it's not a bad ad. It's a really good ad. Um, again, this horse is $2,000. And at this point, I started to go, ha, 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 ha. This, this is not... Uh, and then I, then I do a little research on the person who has written the ad. And his name is Abdu Mumino. And he I clicked on his profile and he has zero Facebook friends. Okay, uh... zero. And so now I'm like... All right, Chad, we're going to have some fun. And remember, he's already asked if I can come and see the horse right now. And I wrote, you'd like me to come see him now? And what about the contract? I got no response. So I wrote back, I am very interested. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> have you ever had one? Uh, a horse? Y yes. 
And then I get a contract. And the contract is a transfer of ownership horse, a trans- transfer of ownership form from the Cleveland Bay Horse Society. Oh, yeah, because every schmuck in their backyard has a Cleveland Bay. Because <laughs> it's a paint. <laughs> it's a pinto. I wrote, and, and so he sent that, and I didn't write anything back. I was taking a shower. And he wrote back, waiting for thumbs up emoji. Are you coming now? Or should we sail him? I wrote, do you have another buyer? If I can't come now, what happens? (laughs) He wrote, if you can't come see the horse now, you need put down little refundable reservations because we have kept horses and people haven't come pick up, period, no space. The bad experiences have made us to work this way for assurance. (laughs) Immediately, you're here and the horse is not to your lickness, your money will be refunded. And how much but was he asking for? It was $2,000. <laughs> okay, hold on. Your money will be refunded, but if you're interested, you finish our balance and pick up the horse. Now I'm getting, now I'm having some fun. <laughs> wow. I don't think I can leave my home at 10 p.m. in the dark to go look at a horse. Since you are clearly in Oklahoma, you will know that it is nighttime. How much, this is still me, how much do I need to pay to hold him? And where should I send the money? (laughs) You did play this one out. I'm so proud. James Veach would be so proud of you. He wrote, the deposit is $800 and balance on pickup conducted via Cash App or PayPal. And I wrote, awesome. I am on the way. And he wrote the word T-O-O question mark. I wrote, to what? Are you on your way to my place? I said, I am. Is that okay? Thumbs up. And then I didn't hear anything. And I wrote, I really like the horse. It, he wrote, it depends on to reserve or come now. So I wrote, (laughs) (laughs) so I wrote, what would you prefer? And he wrote, Do your reservation so that I proceed with the transfer of ownership. Do you have a cash app or PayPal? I wrote, yes. How does it work? He wrote, which do you have? And I wrote, PayPal. (laughs) And he sent me his PayPal name, which is oluconsolata44 at yahoo.com. And I wrote, so I just send you the money. You hold the horse for me. I come see it. And if I like it, I pay the rest. And if I don't, you will refund my money. And he wrote, that's the PayPal due deposit under the categories of friends and families. Then notify me with a screenshot. So I proceed. And I wrote, how can you proceed? And he wrote, exactly. And I didn't write back for a while. He wrote, when change of ownership is, I will couple the paperwork, do comps by done. And I said, when can I pick up the horse? (laughs) And he wrote, I will ring you tomorrow as soon as the change of ownership is done. And I wrote, so the horse is registered. (laughs) Now, at this point, it's like 11.30 p.m. I've really strung this on. Probably 
had what two hours at least maybe two hours at this point so the horse is registered i said because like how is he going to change like what what type of change of ownership needs to happen i just buy the horse and take it right and he wrote yes and have had their shots and i wrote what registry is he with waiting on please american quater horse association waiting on you I wrote, Abdu, I am here at the address. It appears that your address is the Santa Fe Elementary School. Uh Uh-oh. Glenn's just disappeared, but I'm listening. Did you look that up ahead of time? Oh, yeah. I had Chad. I was like, Chad, what is this address? And the address was somewhere in Oklahoma City. I can't scroll up. It's so far away. Yeah. Oh, um, it was Oklahoma City. And Chad's like, this is the Santa Fe Elementary School. <laughs> um, so I wrote, Abdu, I am here at the address. It appears that it is Santa Fe Elementary School. And he wrote, okay, great. And I said, is this where the horse is? And he wrote, He is at the range where I leave. And I wrote, so how far is this away from where I am now? Mind you, I'm in my bed. (laughs) In your pajamas. (laughs) He wrote, I said, so how far from this is where I am now? And he wrote, but form here, I'm going to the ranch. Where precisely are you? And I wrote, I'm at the address you gave me. And then at this point, I'm tired and I'm like, <laughs> I, Abdu, I am not feeling very confident in this transaction. And then I heard nothing. <laughs> Big surprise. Until 5 a.m. this morning. Oh, what? oh he's back. <laughs> he wrote, hello, ma'am. Should we give the horse out? We have been waiting to hear from you, but no response. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's two and a half hours. A scammer did not mess with somebody else. You're all welcome. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so proud of you. Pat's you like, played that out for doing? the show's benefit. I really and appreciate. And I'm like, this is Monday morning. This is Monday morning radio show fodder right here. I'm still pissed. I don't get the horse because he's really pretty, <laughs> and he sounds amazing. How you know what? I'm gonna go. Maybe he's at yeah. The send eight hundred dollars. You know what could you lose? What might be on the basketball court. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or on the soccer field eating. He's in the library. Hop on, hop on in. Yeah, nothing bad will happen. Be oh, fine. that's too funny. <laughs> God, these people do Are there people that do it? There must be. I I mean, somebody has got to do Like, this has, this has to work with somebody. I reported the post to Good. the Oklahoma Sport Horse Association, but nothing has been done. And as people are inquiring on these horses, I send the messages. This is not a thing. Do not <laughs> proceed. <laughs> Good, you're doing your this. civic duty. <laughs> yes, I am here to help people. And The horse selling me. police. You need a badge. We need to get you uh, a badge. I feel like I at least, like how excited was Abdul? Officer Jamie. I love that. Abdu's like, y'all, come over here. You're not going to believe this. I think I got one. (laughs) I'm going to feed, Chad said, I'm going to feed the village within my $800 from PayPal that I'm going to get off of sailing this horse. By the way, I did not even, 
tell you that there was no space bar in any of that. Like it was just all smashed together. There was periods, but there was no capitalization. Because he was and- using his uh, text to speech and then translation app. And yeah. that's, that's how it came out. <laughs> well, anyway, I just wanted to say you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, good, good. Well, I'm glad to see you're not flying into India to buy horses anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Africa, Niger. It's weird. Chad actually Googled his name and like figured out like what we had a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so the Ni- maybe he's like related to the Nigerian prince. Maybe it's one of the prince's horses. Oh my God. I could have prince money as well. See, if only the prince would give Abdu some money. That'd be great. <laughs> Maybe Abdu is a prince. That was fantastic. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right, let's head over to our next guest. Uh, we're going to do some really bad, or not really bad ads. We're going to do some a question first world problems in our post show. So auditors hang around for that. Uh, and if you want to become an auditor, just go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right side of the page, and you're going to see a little banner there. And for as little as $3 a month, you too can join all the fun and in there. Uh, and I'm going to get a guest we've had on. I, I'll, I'll chat with her first here. I have a little bit of energy left. Um, so we have Deanne coming on from Horse Nation. Hasn't been on in a long time. And there's a there's a good reason for that. So we're going to talk to her about that. But hopefully she'll be coming back on a more regular basis now. Hi, Deanne. Hi, can you hear me okay? You sound great. Thank you. You're here. You Yay. made it. We've missed you so much. What's oh. been happening in your world, Deanne? Not much. <laughs> Nothing. I know. Uh, she's just yeah. been sloughing off and ignoring us and y- you yeah. know, partying like crazy, not not doing anything even remotely productive or dealing with life, you know, like all of us this year. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> 2020, you know, had cancer for me and had uh, something else in store for you. So let's talk first about your poor house. Tell us what happened. Yeah. So at the very end of June, on my husband's birthday, in fact, um, I, like a good mother and wife, was at the bar I go to every Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, a, awesome. I'm a great partner to have. Um, and I was actually, in my defense, I was there because um, Pennsylvania was closing down, um, was shutting down like restaurant restrictions and alcohol restrictions again for COVID. So it's, you know, I'm friends. You were supporting the bar. I well, correct. But I'm friends with the bartender and, you know, things like that. So I was there um, and I get a text about the time I'm getting ready to leave or not even a text. I get a phone call from my husband that was like, and I answer and he's like, you need to get home right now. I was like, what? And he goes, there's a fire. (laughs) And I'm like, where's a fire? Like what? He's like, I don't know in the house and hangs up the phone. (laughs) Don't so, call me, call 911. <laughs> literally, literally, that's my phone like thought. Like, why am I the first call here? Um, but apparently the neighbors had called 911. So I was <laughs> so as I'm driving home, and it's like a 12-minute drive, and I, you know, I'm talking myself into keeping what kind the of sinking drive. feeling do you have? I mean, I know what kind of sinking feeling you get after an accident in a car and stuff, but this must have been awful. It was, but you know, it's funny because for as much as like a type A control freak as I am, um, I almost do better in situations where there's literally nothing I can do because there's literally nothing I can do. (laughs) And I like, by the time I roll in and get there, there were four different fire companies parked in and around like my street. Um, And as I pulled in a fifth fire engine pulled up 
Um, and I sort of laugh at it because in the grand scheme of fires, this was like really, really a small fire. Like it was contained to our attic. Like they got it put out. You never saw like blazing flames coming out of the house. Um, but we had five fire companies there. Our house is gutted. Like we're still out, you know, we're going to be out for, you know, months still. So it's just, it's been pretty crazy. (laughs) Um, Is it like most fires where the water does more damage than the fire? Yeah. And because the fire started in the attic by a squirrel, by the way, really super, super not a fan of squirrels right now. Um, yeah, he chewed some wiring or she, it, it chewed some wiring. Um, and it, and even though our breaker did what it was supposed to do and flipped, like it had already ignited. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So when they put out the blaze, they did it by cutting into our slate roof, which is cool. Um, and (laughs) dousing the entire attic with water and the water, we have this like hundred year old American colonial revival home, um, and so all of our, minus the couple of areas that have been completely redone, it's all like lath and plaster and hardwood, <laughs> which oh. super likes water. It's so probably yeah, horsehair water... plaster and a lot of it too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, and the water went from the attic all the way down to the basement. And we have like attic, third floor, first or second floor, first floor basement. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, water doesn't go up, does it? it no, tends to, no, no, it took out ceilings the whole way down. I looked at the pictures on Horse Nation. I'll post a link to the article you put up. But so I uh, must have. Did you lose a lot of stuff, or because because it was contained, you didn't lose a lot of stuff? Um, like yes and no. We have a lot more back than probably we want or need. <laughs> um, like the kind of the benefit, the good thing of coming out of this fire was for like the first few months afterwards. First of all, it was like the hottest summer I've ever experienced in Pennsylvania, and. So the day after the fire, my sister-in-law went and just like, bought us all some clothes from Target, right? Like shorts, t-shirts. And we each had like this rotation of like five outfits. And because of the pandemic, it didn't matter. We weren't going anywhere anyway. Like we didn't need professional clothing. <laughs> and so like we all lived off of these like four to five outfits. And it was kind of really nice. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this, I could live like this. It's freeing, right? (laughs) Well, right. Like I could stay on top of the laundry, like all the things. Um, But now as we're starting to get stuff back, I'm like, oh my God, we don't need all of this. Um, But I didn't answer your question. So most of our clothes and everything are okay because they were in lower floors and could be cleaned. um, And the smoke damage was pretty minimal. Um, and the water really didn't hit like any closets or anything like that, but like our third floor was a total loss. So we had like a big leather sofa up there. We had a desk, we had computers, we had a television, you know, things like that. All of this is due to the water damage of the, I have a question. If it was inside your attic and contained and there was no flame shooting out, how did your neighbor know that your house was on fire? So I again while i was at the bar um the uh my husband and like a couple of neighbors and all the kids were out in our backyard and i think my oldest had gone into the house with a friend came out and was like daddy it smells like smoke and as she says it another neighbor looks up onto the third uh, like looks at the house and you know we have windows the whole way up and looks at the third floor window and goes said to my husband like hey i think i see smoke up there Wow. Uh, okay. So that's how they found it. And CJ mm-hmm. ran upstairs. My, that's my husband. And like 
it was all like yellow electrical smoke. And he, smart, I wouldn't have thought about this, ran downstairs and just flipped off the main breaker. What a Which, smart guy. By the way, if your house isn't fully engulfed in flames and you can do that safely, flip your breaker. <laughs> but only the main one. Um, so, yeah, so that's how they figured it out. And it really, I mean, we were really very fortunate, other than, like, not having a fire, um, because everybody was outside, um, but we were home. Like, had we not been home, the neighbors wouldn't have known until there were flames shooting out of the house. And that would have been a much different ordeal. Um, and the fire marshal kind of indicated that had we been home, we would have woken up to a lot of smoke and would have been hustling to get out of the house. Wow. Like, had we been home and asleep, sorry, like, had it been, like, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Sorry, that wasn't clear. So, you know, so, like, in the truly, truly, we're really fortunate, like, the dog was outside and the cat went MIA and I couldn't find her and then... The day or so after the fire, I was at the house by myself and I just was like, let me just sit for a minute because the cat, she's a cat, right? Like she hides and doesn't come out. And so, I, but at night she does. At night she cuddles with me. And so I'm like, I'm just going to sit on the couch and kind of let, well, no one's here and be quiet. So I sat there for a few minutes, called her name and she came out from wherever she was. Bear in mind, we had spent days like with flashlights looking for this cat. Of course. Like. You know, like, we're flipping over furniture. Like, I'm just trying to, like, you know, figure out where she is. Sat on the couch for five minutes quietly by myself and and the couch that was dry. Um, and she came out from I don't know where. Wow. So then I immediately traumatized her and stuffed her in a bag. But, you know. <laughs> good news does. is it could have been worse. <laughs> right. More good right. news is you get a completely remodeled house thanks to the insurance company. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, things like my floors get to be redone. They totally didn't need it before the fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, so it's been it's been a journey. It's, I mean, the only question you can ask now is after all of this ordeal and the fire trucks and the ambulances leave because you know everybody comes on a response like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you go back to the bar? <laughs> oh, they were closed. <laughs> oh, and have is your husband ever going to let you go to a bar again on Tuesday night? I've already gotten their back and open now. I've gone back. <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear, it's like a nice, like yuppie little restaurant that has a bar. <laughs> okay, all right, good. I just I was picturing you in the in the one with no windows and the motorcycles all lined up outside. Right, right. Yeah. No, exposed brick and like Belgian food and beer. Okay, Come on. Right. Yuppie bar. All right, got <laughs> it. You're a mama of what, four? You need right. that break, girl. Right. <laughs> so then to add to all of that, you have a thoroughbred, which we've talked about here on the show before, right? Right, right. His name is Mac, right? Her name is. I Her apparently name. name girl horses boy things, but yes. that's fine. <laughs> so Mac, uh, at the at similar time, has came up lame, and then you found out. Oh, yeah. She fractured her, has a hairline fracture on her P1, so her short pastern, uh, long long pastern, whatever, P1. <laughs> don't, don't get on me on anatomy on that one. Um, so, yeah, so she had been lame for a little bit, and it, for it, you know, whenever it's that front end lameness and it's pretty clearly low brain goes abscess. Um, but it was some really nice solid diagonal lameness that had me going, Oh my gosh, is my horse neurologic? Like what's happening right now? Um, and so, yeah, so then if the fire was, um, the 30th, she had been lame July 6th. She was diagnosed, um, with the fracture. 
So we went into some really, really awesome stall rest experience that, you know, locking up a six-year-old horse in a stall (laughs) always goes really well. Yeah, they love that. They do. They do. And the vet was like, oh, you know, you can hand graze her. And I would take her out to like move her to a different stall to um, clean her stall. And I would have this kite on the line. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm hand grazing her. This is not happening. (laughs) And even my barn manager was like, yeah, no, I don't know that I would try that right now. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so she is she's out now. She's not in the full pasture. She's on like modified turnout, but she's much happier now that she's outside. Um, she thinks she's perfectly sound. We're going on month four. She has a recheck on Thursday and we'll see. Wow. That sucks. I'm so sorry. So, so going with the P one, is that something that takes months and months and months? Like what's the, what's the prognosis? Um, it, In terms of like a hairline fracture, from my understanding, not being overly familiar with fractures in horses' legs until now, um, from my understanding, she, it's pretty common. Sorry, I totally just got distracted. Um, It's a more common fracture to have. Horses get it. um, And so the prognosis is good. Like she, if we manage it correctly, knock on wood, knock on all the wood, should make a full recovery and it shouldn't affect her long-term performance. Okay. And and it was just a hairline fracture. So the goal is to keep a hairline fracture from turning into like a full fracture. Um, And she did re-injure it like about a month in just, I don't even know what, like literally I was leading her from one stall to the next and I felt her do something, Mm -hmm. you know, behind me. And all I did was like correct it and take a step back and keep walking because you can't school her when she's hurt. You know, I can't, turn it into a thing, um, which has been kind of the most frustrating part of all of this is that, um, if there's ever, if there's ever a time that makes like your, I don't want to say failings, but perhaps your weaknesses as a horse person, obvious it's when your horse is on stall rest. (laughs) Yes. Like, well, and the problem is you can't, you can't like train pain, you know, like you can't, even if you were to school her, it wouldn't matter because there's pain involved and something hurts and they don't learn anything. Well, right. And I would never do that. But like under normal circumstances, right, you're leading your horse, your horse turns into a kite. You have a quick conversation and, you know, yeah, this is you can't do we, that. and we come to the agreement that we don't behave that way. But like, um, you know, but that's not an option when they're injured, because at least in my world, sometimes those conversations turn into some hard turns and movements, you know, like that you just don't know what they're going to do with their feet. And so, so yeah, I laughed. I went, well, you know, if these aren't the consequences of my own actions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you what, I had a young, big, giant, warm blood do attend in years and years ago. And xylazine was my best friend. I, I mean, I was just like, I had to hand walk him. He had to get the exercise, but he was going to kill himself and probably me. So I was like, well, we got to get this walking in. I'm going to make you a little more peaceful. And uh, xylazine was sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Let me tell but- you, I'm, I'm pain pills right now. And uh, it's fun sometimes. I got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> See? I, I, You're able I, to I eat. Called the vet Jennifer takes I- me out and leads me in. I'm going to kite too. <laughs> I called the vet and I was like, hey, like I need something. And I was like, 
I think I was headed towards xylazine, but I called her without like having the name in my mind. And they were like, oh, well, we've got a supplement for that. And I wanted to be like, doc, magnesium is not going to cut it. Narcotics, doc. <laughs> narcotics here. We need some drugs. Like, I need drugs. I, I need drugs that she can I know. I, and they do the reserping, but the problem with the reserping, uh, some horses, it causes massive cramping and diarrhea, which it didn't oh. reduce. But then I had another horse that had it fine. So, uh, you know, you just, you got to manage... What you got to do what you got to do to keep them sound yeah. and keep them safe and, and eventually get them back to themselves. So, well, listen, we wish you the yeah, be, best. Before we luck. go, though, Jamie, let me bring up one thing. We're not going to even have time to get to any of the stories. I do. We probably wouldn't because we wanted to get caught up with you. But we do need <laughs> to talk about something that happens this week. Jamie's not even up to date on this yet. So, um, <laughs> so you surprise. did. You did the Halloween story. This is the first time we've talked in weeks. Uh, you did the Halloween story contest like we've done every year for the last, what, four years uh, together. And you did it over on Horse Nation, asked people to submit their horsey kind of Halloween stories. And did you get any? We did. We got quite a few. So we're going to be running eight of them this week. Um, and starting today, actually, today's is not yet up because... Basically, I'm a big slacker is the moral of the story, but it will be up shortly after um, after I'm done with you guys. And so we're running them. Um, I'll probably run one today, run one tomorrow and then two a day for the remainder of the week. Um, and so, yeah, so we've got some great spooky Halloween stories coming up for our readers and your listeners. In the past, going to we, record them and read them. Well, in the past, we've done a special episode, which we we're supposed to do this Thursday, but that's when I have my next doctor appointment. So, what we're going to do is she, Deanne's going to send us over two of the stories, yes. and we're going to record them and put them, you know, put some sound effects in and make them fun, and we're going to play them on Friday's show, Jamie. So, uh, right, and that's right before Halloween, so it's perfect. Um, so, we will be playing two of these stories on Friday's show. So, Jamie, you're going to be getting one to record. Just letting you know. I love it. Um, and then we'll 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 punch them up like we always do, but we will not be doing a special episode on Thursday. It's just too much right now. So thank you for understanding that. I appreciate that. Oh hey, absolutely. You know what? We're all we all need to do. It's twenty twenty. We need to do, <laughs> and you know, and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's normal. So thank you so much for joining us. It's, I'm glad that you're in a good place about this. And when will you get back in your house? Oh, who knows? Um, <laughs> Are you living in a trailer in the yard like a camper? Absolutely. No, I mean, I know we, we need to get going, but I'll say quickly, we're very, I mean, this whole thing has highlighted how fortunate we are. We landed very well. Okay. Um, we're in a lovely house that my in-laws own on four acres, and I'm already eyeing up the field next door to see if I can throw a horse in it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Because, you know, girl. <laughs> thank you dn horsenation.com yep, is where you can find right, dn and have a great day. check out the halloween stories coming up all this week sounds good bye 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 well, it's so good to get caught up with her she's had so much going on in her life and uh, i said well we need to get the listeners caught up so she was kind enough to join us today and I think I'm probably at about the end of my voice. We're going to hang around for a little bit of a post-show where Jamie does all the talking. Jennifer, thank you for hanging in there today and, and not being my understudy, being an equal in this show. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm well happy done. to hang out in the background and do nothing. We'll keep trying to do shows. Tomorrow is a Western show, and then Jamie and I will be back on Wednesday and Friday. We won't have a show now on Thursday. So that's where we're at. No live for a while. We'll figure that out as we get back to normal here. Jamie, I also want to thank you for covering. I know 
I know it's harder to, it's, you know, no matter how good the fill-in co-host is, it's harder for us to do the shows uh, because we're so used to doing them with 10 years of doing them with each other. So mm-hmm. it's just harder. It's just, it, it's just different and harder, but uh, I'm glad that it all worked out. It, it, you know what? I'll tell you what. It was painful and it was horrible and it was awful. And we barely you. could Thank get you, it buddy. done without you. I appreciate or, that. Or it was awesome and it was like best of material on Friday. So one of those. <laughs> one of those. I think Jennifer's probably already written that down. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, thank you so much. We'll see you all on Wednesday again. And then Jennifer will be back with the Western Girls tomorrow. All right. Spay Neuter Geld. Coming up. First World Problems. Is it worth it to do the... Uh, that I did? Is that better? Abdu?